Welcome to the Sacramentalist Podcast, where the ancient Christian faith is brought to bear on issues prevalent in modern culture. We're your hosts. I'm Father Wesley Walker. I'm Father Creighton McElvey. I'm Father Hayden Butler. And we are recording this the week before the beginning of a new church year. So, Happy New Year to you all. And this will be going out on Monday uh, after the first Sunday in Advent. And so, we thought it might be a good idea to talk about how to have a good Advent. Advent's one of those seasons, I feel like, and I I don't know if you two feel this way, but we talk about it a lot, and it's a really exciting time, but sometimes it's almost a little overwhelming, partly because there's a lot of competition with Advent. I mean, there's the shopping season. Most of the sort of larger culture has already started celebrating Christmas even before Thanksgiving dinner's over. Um, and, uh, and And for those of us who maybe weren't raised Anglican or Catholic or Orthodox, we had maybe some some traditions for Advent, but not a, not a ton. And so it just feels in some ways overwhelming. So we wanted to talk today about how to have a good Advent. Hmm. So the way we're going to do this, since this is kind of a short episode, is that each of us has two tips that we're going to bring about how to have a good Advent. So Father Creighton, why don't we start with you and uh, you give us your first tip on how to have a good Advent. Yeah, uh, Advent is one of those really beautiful seasons in the church year that I think we we should engage with as best we can. Um, it's not as sort of penitential as you might think of like a Lent, but it is deeply, deeply rooted in a sense of anticipation and preparation. And so I think understanding anticipation and preparation, when we look at Advent, means that having sort of family rituals and family traditions that help us engage with those four Sundays leading up to Christmas is really beautiful and it's a really nice way to kind of mark the time. It's also really good for kids and, um, you know, having them involved in something at home to get them excited for and ready for uh, the coming of Christmas. I think it's a really good thing. Uh, So the first tip that I have is I really like an Advent wreath at home. Um, There's tons of resources out there for uh, having an Advent wreath at home. Historically, uh, it's not a a super ancient tradition to have an Advent wreath. Um, Most scholars probably uh, think that it probably originated in Germany. Uh, It was probably a Lutheran custom. Um, it may have late medieval ties, not, not super sure. Um, but it's a really beautiful home devotion. Uh, we put ours in the middle of our kitchen table and we really enjoy the, the, the process of, uh, getting a live wreath, um, and placing our candles. We use red candles. That's kind of the traditional German, uh, thing to do. Uh, I, I did live in Germany for a bit, so I, I kind of have a, a soft spot for that. Um, And there's some really good resources out there for prayers that go along with uh, lighting the candles every Sunday um, of the Advent wreath. And one of them, uh, it's a really nice uh, accessible uh, resource for people is Ascension Press actually for like $10 sells their Advent prayer card set. uh, And it has the uh, blessing of the Advent wreath, and it has prayers that go along with the entire season. And it's really good. It's great for kids. Uh, in my house, I remember 
um, Sundays we would have dinner and my dad would sort of lead the prayers and my sister or I would take turns lighting the wreath and maybe sometimes we would get to say the prayers. Uh, and it was a really sort of interactive, fun way to uh, kind of tick the Sundays off as you approach Christmas, but not in a way where you're like, man, these don't matter. It kind of, it gives uh, a sense of uh, purpose and, and kind of um, engagement, a deeper engagement with uh, those Sundays that are that are designed to get us spiritually and personally ready for the celebration of Christmas. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great resource. There's other stuff out there you can find um, that's that's really pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Advent wreaths are a really beautiful tradition to do at home. And um, me as kids, maybe going out and gathering the greenery to make your wreath. Um, candles are always fun. Lighting candles, kids, is, that's always a, a an exciting time. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my first tip. Excellent. Wonderful. Father Hayden, what's your first tip? Yeah. So Advent being a preparatory season for the Feast of Christmas, you know, I think some degree of fasting is something I, I recommend to most of my parishioners. Um, and so, you know, usually we, we start with, you know, the, the baseline of fasting, which is the traditional fast. Typically that used to, that meant for a long time, one main meal during a day and then two smaller meals that together did not exceed the size of the, the main meal. Um, and so obviously this can be, you know, proportionally adjusted um, based on the needs of health and based on one's, you know, vocation in life. Um, someone who's, you know, you know, working, you know, sitting, sitting, uh, sitting down a lot, like, like sometimes in my profession or, uh, you know, someone who's out there very active, you know, doing uh, something more um, taxing on the body, we're going to need different uh, kind of things throughout the day. But um, it, it, broadly, something that causes us to pause at the mealtime uh, and some, and a way of disrupting the normal unthinking routine around um, feeding ourselves, um, which is the real point of the fast, because it's that space of disruption that gives us an opportunity to be reflective um, and to um, and to have space uh, that simplicity affords us or even just something different in the routine reminds us uh, and in, in the space of that it's a good time to to pray um, and so in the absence of something or in the difference of something um, because it catches us uh, it catches us off catches us in a way that um, the normal familiar pattern um, doesn't um, that's a good opportunity to remember to offer a prayer, to remember someone that you're praying for. Um, and so uh, I, I say some sort of food fasting. Um, it, during during Advent, you know, as, as we pointed out, uh, a lot of people are already celebrating the Feast of Christmas, uh, you know, and ironically will do so until mid-afternoon on Christmas Day, and then Christmas will be over, right? And so there's a kind of countercultural thing to be uh, in in your in our feasting habits and fasting habits around this time you know we we're fasting when everyone's feasting and then we're feasting when everyone is over the feast you know and so it's, it's a little tough that way um so i always like to throw the caveat in here that advent should not be an occasion for a kind of puritanical scrupulosity um, it shouldn't, you know, a, a, a phrase that you guys have, have introduced me to that I find wondrous is that phrase, ascetic disdain. Uh, there should not be an opportunity for that in the in the charity of a Christian. And so, um, and so I think, you know, if we are invited to holiday parties, we should go. And we should, you know, set the bar for properly Christian joviality. 
but we should, insofar as it depends on us in our own sphere, we should practice probably some simplicity and some reduction um, in things. Um, so simplicity can be, you know, cutting out, you know, luxuries like sugar and alcohol for 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 a season, um, and any mostly just unthoughtful consumption. Um, fasting seasons are great because they make us ask each day, oh, what what should I eat today? Um, which is something we don't often ask, you know. Um, I, our parish was uh, was was given the pastoral admonition to fast more by um, by Bishop Wilson Garang, who's our bishop in South Sudan. And he says, if you want, you know, want to grow spiritually and you want your parish to grow, you should you should fast together as a community um, regularly. And um, and you know, I, I was we were we were remarking on the fact that you know fasting wasn't like oh what should we have versus not have you know for for Bishop Wilson's diocese it was mostly like are we going to have sorghum today or are we not going to have sorghum today and that's that's a very different question there than we have to ask so some sort of food fasting getting simpler maybe cutting back a little bit cutting out the snacking and then in the in the space that creates for us to um, to 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 be to reflect on our lives to self to self examine and then to offer more prayer and then lastly the other kind of fast that i think is necessary for most of us is the media fast um, and this generally falls under um, kind of generational lines um, I, you know i think a lot of us overconsume media um, you know I, I know people that just have cable news on all the time in their house it's just constantly on all day um, that's probably not good for you. Um, also, you know, or being on social media or having easy access, instinctive access, unthinking access to social media, probably not good for us. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys relate to this. This is one of my problems is my quote unquote research habits, which are really, I just kind of uh, like peruse, like uh, casually and curiously peruse articles and say like, well, I'm, 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 re I'm researching, you know, for what, I don't know, under what, you know, auspices, I'm not sure, but this is good. This isn't, you know, this isn't Akedia. This isn't, you know, this isn't indolence. This isn't procrastination because I'm doing something productive with my time. Uh, you know, gaming can be this streaming, you know, Netflix can be like this. Um, and so something that disrupts the otherwise unthinking habit um, that changes it up a bit. And again, in the space, that that creates to offer to offer more prayer during the season. So that'd be my first tip: is to is to fast during Advent, insofar as it depends on you. It's a uh, curiositas, which <laughs> That's is right. uh, an intellectual uh, vice. Um, great. Well, hard to follow those two, but <clears throat> I think for me, and this is something I started doing a while ago outside of Advent, but I think it it is especially applicable during Advent which is to pick a, a single book to kind of sit with. It helps to go through, I think, some of the seasons in the church calendar with a guide of some sort. Um, we all, as Dante's, need Virgil's, you know, to, to walk us through these seasons. And so um, be intentional and pick a book that can help you, that maybe speaks to some of the themes about Advent. I mean, there's so many great Advent-specific works, but you can also pick things that speak to themes um, in in the season. So, I mean, you could look at the Advent homilies of Bernard of Clairvaux or uh, Advent, the once in future coming of Jesus Christ by Fleming Rutledge or waiting on the word by Malcolm Guide or Curtis homo by Anselm or on the incarnation by Athanasius. I mean, really any of those would be wonderful to just sit with for um, an entire Advent season. Um, and I think the point of whatever it is that you're, you're reading, it should be to meditate on the incarnation. That is how Christ came the Eucharist, how Christ comes to us, and then the impending return of Christ, how he will come. Um, so I was going to ask, do you two have favorite 
Advent reads. That's a that's a good question. Um, my go to for like seasons like this, like with Advent and Lent specifically, is the Imitation of Christ by mm. Thomas Kempis. That's always kind of my go to devotional read. Um, but it's it the the well is so deep mm -hmm. in that one work that I find myself if I'm you know thinking I should read something devotional and kind of help prepare my heart and mind for something i just like instinctively reach to it um so that would be one i would recommend i think it's really really good we uh at daily mass we read a selection from imitation of christ every day during lent but oh, doing so it during good. advent would be awesome too yeah that's so good father hayden what about you yeah there's a, there's been a few things over the years that i that i really like um one uh, one that I really like coming back to during Advent is um, "On Loving God" by um, uh, sorry, by Bernard of Clairvaux. Um, I really do. I, I read through that one, um, and and just kind of sink into the the, the meditation that he's uh, that he's offering there on what it means to love God. Um, sometimes I will go and uh, and and uh, refresh with. Um, uh, like uh, I'll, I'll go read portions of Dante again, or or or, or some of the poetry of T. S. Eliot again, just kind of um, in some of his devotional poetry. John Donne has also been. Um, I don't know what it is about Advent and Christmas, but um, like like Anglican poetry uh, really uh, rings sings out to me during this time, and uh, and there's a lot a lot of uh, fruitful uh, meditation, and it also. Um, curbs my uh, my veracity when I read um, because it's like I, I need to sit with just this one poem and and meditate on it um, and it's presented in a way that it's uh, difficult to digest uh, in with some immediacy. Love it, love it. One other one thing I like to read this time of year and it's not necessarily a devotional read but it is great is Lord of the Rings, um, which I figure Father Creighton will appreciate. <laughs> So anyways, great. Well, that is my third tip. Pick one book, stick with it, and let it kind of guide you through the season. Father Creighton, what is your second tip? My second tip is, again, something specific that I think is really good. Um, and it is the St. Andrew's Novena. And I think it's especially applicable because as we're recording this episode, tomorrow is the Feast of St. Andrew. And one of the nice things, uh, the fact that the Feast of St. Andrew falls on the 30th of November, is it kind of kickstarts, in terms of Saints Days, uh, the Advent season. And uh, the St. Andrew Novena, if you're, if you're not familiar with novenas, um, basically it's a, it's a kind of mini uh, set of prayers. It's almost like a little mini office kind of thing that you pray uh, throughout the day for a specific time. Um, so for 25 days uh, leading up to Christmas, the St. Andrew Novena is something you pray 15 times a day. And that might sound really extensive. That might sound like a lot for people, but it's so quick. All told, you could probably knock those 15 uh, prayers out in like maybe five minutes throughout your day, um, cumulatively. So it's it's very accessible. It's very easy to do. Um, and it's really, really beautiful. Um, and I'll just want to kind of share it with you. Um, so you begin by making the sign of the cross uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then 
there's the novena prayer, which is hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desire through the merits of our savior, Jesus Christ and of his blessed mother. Amen. And then typically you uh, then attach that to a particular intention. Um, and so you would then uh, maybe say your intention out loud or think about it um, and then make the sign of the cross again and conclude with uh, an invocation of the Trinity. And you repeat that 14 more times throughout the day. And it really punctuates your your kind of daily rhythm. And, and in, in a similar way to fasting, it, it, it alters your daily rhythm because it's something you're not always doing. You're not always praying this particular novena. Um, and I, I think it's a really nice way to to begin that sort of thought exercise of what what are we doing? What are we preparing for? What are we um, engaging with in in Advent as we uh, as we go to church, as we go to mass, and get closer and closer and closer to Christmas? Um, so it's one of those beautiful things, and you pray it all the way through to Christmas Eve, and um, by the time you're you're done with it, it's like. Well, the thing I've been praying for is now here, um, which I think is a, a really nice way to uh, mark the time passing towards Christmas um, in an intentional way. Uh, so I recommend the St. Andrew uh, Novena. You can, again, you can find it very easily online. Um, I know uh, I've been using Hallow lately, and so I know they have access to the St. Andrew Novena. Um, very easily on their app and everything. So yeah, St. Andrew Novena, it's a good one. Excellent. Does Mark Wahlberg lead the St. Andrew Novena on Hollow? You know, he actually <laughs> might, he does a lot. So he does. <laughs> you, you have a good chance of getting Bishop Barron or Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Father Hayden, what is your second um, tip? So my sec my second tip is, has to do with one of the, refrains of Advent, which is to keep watch. Um, watch ye, you know, from the opening sentence um, to the office, watch ye for you know not when the master of the house cometh. Um, and I, I think we we read this a lot. We read, you know, the parables of our Lord who, who, you know, who hails the readiness of um, the wise virgins or the good steward who, who keeps watch and, you know, into the, you know, into the hour of the darkness of the night waiting for his master to come. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, we kind of read over that, we, we take for granted that what that actually means and, and, and what it means to keep watch and, and to be patient and to wait um, and to wait still and quiet. Um, and so I, I actually, I recommend the practice of this, you know, a few minutes a day, you know, take five minutes um, and sit still um, and, you know, recollectively, um, you know, that Christ is with you. Um, you know, oftentimes I will, I will, Put this into practice by just if i am getting kind of distracted or, or dragged around by my thoughts or by distractions outside of me i'll just I'll, you know i will i will just i'll come back and i'll say lord jesus christ you know maybe the jesus prayer maybe just the name of our lord um and come back to him and practice staying with him um when i'm otherwise dragged about by distractions or inputs or stimuli or just anything um you know i think we practice this sometimes during the Monday Thursday vigil, um, you know, at the altar of repose, 
um, you know, during Holy Week of, can you keep watch with me for one hour? And I think anyone who's kept a vigil uh, ever, you know, before the Blessed Sacrament knows that uh, it, it's actually it's actually kind of tough uh, sometimes to sit for one hour um, with our Lord. Um, and I, I, I chalk this up at least in part to the fact that, you know, we don't practice waiting. We actually have a disdain for waiting. And um, so I, I think having a time, uh, setting a discipline throughout Advent where uh, once a day, maybe for five minutes, uh, you practice cultivating the fortitude um, to remain prayerfully near to Christ um, as you as you're sitting there surrounded by things you might be doing otherwise, um, things that might be actually calling upon your attention or time, um, and and not just following the whim of every you know you know to do item um, or just thing that's interesting you in that moment. And and you know I think this builds in us a, a better sense of what it what it means for us to keep watch. Um, and how difficult it is um, and how we, it, it allows us to check in and see how well we're doing that or not. So yeah, spending f at least five minutes a day in a kind of stillness and an attentive stillness. So not just like zonking out, but like attentively trying to remain prayerfully with our Lord. Love it. And that kind of, I think naturally goes into the last tip that I had, which also ties, I think, to your first tip as well, Father Hayden, which is to that this Advent season is, a great time to commit to spending more time in prayer. Um, yes, uh, silent reflection. Yes, fasting. All these things are good, but whatever we we create, we use those disciplines to create space for us, so that we can then become people of prayer or or go further into prayer. And you know, being in, at the beginning of a new church year, Advent is a great time to make a resolution to be intentional about praying. And it's important to remember, I think, that spiritual progress doesn't happen by accident. Nobody matured in their faith, you know, just because they accidentally did so or they stumbled into it. Um, but we have to be intentional about becoming more proficient Christians. And so just like you said, that idea of watchfulness is really important. First Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. Um, as we prepare for the great feast of Christmas, this is what we do. Now's the time for us to prepare for Christ's coming. Um, and we do that through meditation, through self-discipline, and I, I think through through becoming people of prayer. Um, it's that great Advent verse from Romans 13. I once asked Fleming Rutledge, because uh, when I worked at the school, we had to do an Advent devotion. And I said, what do you think is the best Advent passage in the New Testament? And she said, Romans 13 by far. Um, verses 11 through 12 are especially appropriate. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. And so, of course, everybody who's listening, I mean, you know, you maybe already do morning and evening prayer. And so maybe adding the the St. Andrew's Novena would be an excellent thing for you. Or maybe in the busyness of the season, taking some time to do that intentional reflection will be important. All of our levels of consistency and piety vary some. And so there's some flexibility. But I think it's really important that everyone takes stock of their own progress through self-examination, um, and now is a great time to do that. Um, and once, you, once you've done that, you can then establish, I think, a realistic goal for yourself in the Advent season. So maybe you pray the daily office more regularly, or maybe just a few times a week, or maybe you start going to Sunday services more regularly, or maybe you try out some new devotional exercise, whatever. Um, and if you, if you need some help coming up with those ideas, it might be good to talk to your priest, or if you have a spiritual director, 
uh, that might be a good thing to do as well. So those are our tips. So we pray that you will have a good Advent. And we ask, I think, listeners that you should pray for us that we would also have a good Advent. Um, it's a busy time of year for priests, uh, so especially for Father Creighton, since he's starting his at his new parish, like the Sunday before Advent. Yeah, what a good time to start, right? <laughs> I know. Well, gen- genuinely, I'm 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 so pumped because start a new church year, starting at a new place. Like, you know, it's a little bit of a crucible. December is always busy, and so we're going to band together and we're going to pray together and uh, engage with Advent and then celebrate the Nativity of our Lord. It's going to be a fun time. But yes, your prayers are deeply appreciated. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in with the new, in with the new. Very good. Well, uh, listeners, uh, thank you for uh, being with us in this journey, uh, this season on the podcast. We only have a few more episodes left until we take a little Christmas break. Um, But in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also like and subscribe to us on YouTube and leave us with a rating on iTunes. And be sure to join the communion of Patreon Saints. For $5 a month, you can be a holy Patreon saint. Um, to close, I think I'll pray for us the uh, the collect for the first Sunday in Advent, if that's all right. The Lord be with you. And with thy, and with spirit. thy spirit. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty, to judge both the quick and dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. Amen.